never feel like an underdog. Let me tell you about a guy named Joe. He grew up in Ohio. He's small talent, me and you. From Athens to LSU. Now he's the king of the AFC. Jackpot Joey. He's got Rose Collard, Cartier. Cigar smoking, protege. Got diamonds in his chains. And ice running through his veins. What's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Iceman, Jeff Trunapole. And as always, I bring you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio. Home of the back-to-back AFC North champion Cincinnati Bengals. Now, if you are watching the show right now, then you do exactly what I tell you to do every day. Do me a favor. If you're on Facebook or Twitter and you have yet to subscribe to that channel, please do so. Hit the subscription button. Hit the bell for the notification. Because every time I go live, because sometimes I go live a little earlier, if you already hit the subscription button, you'll know. So if you're watching Facebook or Twitter, go for it. Anyway, glad you guys could join the show. This is awesome. We got Ace on here. Before we get to him, I got to get through my normal you know, stuff here. As always, I'm coming to you live from the Ice Cave. And the Ice Cave is brought to you by T Properties. T Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property manager needs and your rental needs. And as you can see, Ace was looking at me before I got on the show here. He's like, man, you're you're all jackpotted out. I said, I got jackpot Joey everywhere, man. I, I got it. I got it on my hood. I got it on my lid. I got it in the beer cans. I got it in the freaking flag. I'm like, if you want to be jack, jackpot Joey up like I am, Check it out. Go to jackpotjoey9.com. Remember, portions of the proceeds go to the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Fund and the Joe Burrow Fund. Also, if you want some of the delicious award-winning beer, it's uh, made at Brink Brewery. It's over there on uh, uh, North College Hill in Hamilton. Uh, It is, like I said, supplies are kind of limited right now because they're kind of slowing down making it because football season is unfortunately over. But if it's out there, it's at Corker Bottle, Kentucky, Jungle Gems, and here in the West Side, it's at Del High Liquor. What else I got here? Oh, yeah, Betfred. Oh, I can't forget Betfred. How can you forget about Betfred? So, have you guys, do you guys know that it's legal to bet in Ohio now? I did. I, I, I did. I think it's awesome. So, we had the Super Bowl. We had the All-Star Weekend. We had the XFL. Now, one thing, I, if you guys watch any of the XFL, which I finally watched my first game, I think next time they should have a bet on if uh, the beer snake gets taken away from uh, the DC, uh, the DC fans again. That was freaking Awesome watching that last night. Anyway, sports betting is legal in Ohio. Make sure you sign up at BetfredSports.com and uh, make sure you get your first bet there. All right, let's get to this. My man from New Stripe City, from Cincinnati. You know him. He's the man. He's the myth. He's the legend. He's ace. What's up, Boogie? Hey, what's up, brother? How you doing, Strawberry? Good, man. Good, good. Good to see you, man. Long time since I got you on the show. I'm, I'm glad yes, to sir. get you back on here. That's why we had to go at a, a special a special time here. Because we're going to do this. we got to do it live, baby. I like to do yes, it live. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I titled this show. And it's kind of a comment that uh, Joe made um, I don't at the end of the season. Basically, Jackpot says uh, second place is not good enough. They're still climbing the mountain. And I did a show uh, last week titled it, you know, um, what are the odds on the Bengals going all in? And this comment from Joe, to me, is like the Bengals need to go all in as far as getting the right players. Getting, it's not like there's holes in this team. You know, I think right. we all can agree we got to figure out something with the right tackle because of L. Collins. Don't know if he's going to be going to be back or not going to be if he's going to be ready for the beginning of the season. But what is going all in for you? You know, what's the next step is what I'm trying to that the Bengals need to take to, to, to get that Lombardi, in your opinion? So for me, if I'm just going off of my opinion, I think the next step would be uh, definitely secure in the future. Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, get it done. Yep. Uh, then after that, I think that it's 
maybe you think about potentially, and this is if I were the GM, not this is not what Duke told no, no, was gonna just, do. Yeah, just, not, just what would you I would do? GM, I'd be looking at some of those picks that we have, and I'd be probably wanting to send them off for potential players that are playing on uh, expiring contracts or guys that signed deals a long time ago where the cap number isn't crazy or targeting guys where the team may take some of the cap on just to get that guy out of there right. or even going after some of those guys that are cap casualties. I think right. that would be going in for me. Um, also, like maybe even if it's not that, right? Like so if salary is an issue, especially since you want to extend those guys like Joe and T, maybe it's trading up to get a guy that – you might not get at 28, right? Like, especially where you're at at that point. So potentially it could be taking some of those picks and moving up and getting a guy. Um, maybe if it's like a top flight tackle, let's say it's Paris Johnson or something like that, right? Like right now there's no way in hell no, Paris Johnson at 28. No. It to 28. But let's say you get to about 11 or 12 and Paris Johnson is still there. Would I pull the trigger? Yeah, I'd, I'd say, all right, let me give you this first rounder and maybe second rounder for next year, maybe even right. a fourth rounder for next year. Let me move up and get Paris Johnson or if it's someone like that. Now, I know that there are some people that like B. John Robinson. I'm not in that crew. But if you feel like B. John is the piece that you're away or maybe it's even a B.J. Ojalari or an edge rusher or someone like that, someone you know that's going to make an immediate impact, mm -hmm. I would go all in on right. that. Now, like I said, I don't know if the Bengals are going to do that. <laughs> right, but if right. it were me, right. that's what I would be doing. All right. So uh, so let's just, just roll back to – Pick twenty eight, and say they just stick and stay at twenty eight. Yeah. Um, I think the, the at that position they're either they're looking at a tight end or they're looking at a right tackle. For sure. Um, and the two names I can hear from uh, uh, right tackle, and I'm going to mess their names up because they're slipped my mind now. The kid from Tennessee is a right tackle, Darren Warner. Is that his name? I believe so. I'm not sure. I haven't looked into the tackles yet. I know I got, that there's a massive yeah, guy from Dale said it a million Ohio times. And the, yeah, the kid from Ohio State, and then the other one is uh, Michael Mayer, the uh, the kid Michael Mayer. Oh, I'm, yeah. I know who Michael Mayer. Yeah, is the kid, the sure. local kid here from you know <laughs> went to Notre Dame from from uh, Lower Kentucky. Now, my question that I like putting out there, everybody on here, if it was you and it came mm -hmm. down to those, the right tackles are there, right. and Michael Mayer is there. Yeah, which one is Ace taken? I'm bounced back and forth. Be honest. <laughs> to tell I mean, you. I'm going to be honest with you. I think Michael Mayer is an, is a easily the best tight end in this class. Mm -hmm. I do think, though, from what I've been hearing, like, oh, he's can't miss prospect, this and that. There it is. He's not, right not a super those. elite tight end prospect to me. Like when I watch him, it's like I know what I'm getting with this guy. He's a safe pick. That's what I'll say. Michael Mayer is a safe pick. Like if you're going to pick a tight end, I think Michael Mayer is safe. Now, if you give me that predicament, I think I'm still taking Michael Mayer. Here's the funnier thing, though. What's that? I've been watching a lot of Dalton Kincaid. I'm a big Dalton Kincaid guy. He's okay. really growing on me. Um, obviously, this really depends on what they do in free agency. The draft is always affected by free agency. Exactly. So depending on if they bring a Hayden Hurst back, would they pick Dalton Kincaid? I don't think they would. If it were me, I still would. In that circumstance with the tackles and the tight end, I may take Mayer, like especially if Mayer's there, I'm probably going to take him. Now, with that being said, it would depend on which tackle is there. Because if it is someone that's not supposed to be there, like Paris Johnson, right. and I'm looking at Michael Mayer and Paris Johnson, then I'm probably going with Paris Johnson. But I think in that event, the fact that this draft is, is pretty uh, deep at tackle, they don't have like that tackle that's the guy that, is the dominant one that could go number one overall or guys right. that get in the top five. Right. So I honestly would probably take a chance there. But you could say the same at tight end. So honestly, I don't know. Think about it. That's a tough decision. Because I, I, well, tight end see, is I'll put it too. this way. At first, when I first started asking this question, I said Michael Mayer. But yeah. then I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, all right, we don't know. And it's all because we don't know what the size of L will be. And we won't know right. that. Until after the draft, after we won't know until you get closer to the training camp. So that's where, and then I've, I've done a little bit of look, not much, but uh, Darnell Wright and Dwan Jones. Those are two I'm talking about from Ohio State and Tennessee. There's a lot of people like, so I've been uh, hearing about Broderick Jones as well. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people have been sleep on him. Dwan Jones, like you said, Paris Johnson. Then you got some other guys like Anton Harrison, Darnell Wright. 
Um, you got Cody Mock, who I think you can still get possibly See, in the think, second that's round. That's the thing, Ace. There's a lot. There's a lot of good tackles in this, and there's a lot of tight ends. So, right for me, I'm like, I, to me, the need would be more of the tackle. So that's why I kind of lean more toward tackle, and then yeah. try to get the tight end. I still think we can get a. I know sixty is a big leap, but you I'm, can get a good tight end. That's that's what I think they're going to sign Hayden Hurst though too. That's that's where I'm at. So I, I think I think if I'm thinking about it from the Bengals' perspective, mm-hmm. if that was on the board. I think they'd look at what corners are on the board too, because right. I think corner is an under mm-hmm. underrated mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, need for this team. I think we saw a lot of it this season. I think we feel like if Cheeto was in there, you oh. know, not saying that Eli or CTB didn't play well, no, but, but there was Cheeto's, a big difference yeah. with him not being there. Che- um, Cheeto's so number one. <laughs> I think in that event, they probably just go with who's the best player on the board. Like if mm-hmm. it's a corner, if it's a tight end, if it's an offense lineman, whichever one they have rated higher, they go with. It's tough, though, because you've got the Jonah situation, right? I'm not a huge Jonah guy just because of, you know. But, dude, I think we can it. agree he's going to be our left tackle next year. I don't. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, here, everybody needs is, to get that out of their head. People yeah. get it confused. Yeah. I, me personally. Right. I think Jackson Carmen deserves a shot at left tackle. Is he going to get it? Hell no. Because they good. love Jonah Williams. And I keep telling people that. I'm like. They well, love Jonah. Well, Even when we thing. were talking about- Panay Sewell, they were like, no, Jonah would still be left tackle right. in the event that they do that. They love What Jonah. about moving – that's another option, though. What about moving mm-hmm. Jackson to, to the right side? I mean, that's another option. Right tackle. So yeah. That's I the one that I think kind of like maybe that's something they should look into more. Yeah, I think it's possible. You know, Trags. we had Trags on the show, and he said something very interesting. He said, I want to see what they do with Lyle Collins, which that makes me think – is it possible that they could cut Lyle, which is uh-huh. which is crazy? Because in my opinion, you're paying that guy six million dollars. So like, even if Jonah leaves next year and you draft a guy, you still got Lyle that you could pay six million to. Uh, so for me, who knows? I think I think uh, the funny thing is the original plan for Jackson Carmen was for him to play right tackle. A lot of people forget that. Well, they didn't, they weren't privy to it because. I ended up speaking with someone like the day that the Bengals were drafting him and they were like, yeah, can he play right guard for now? And at the time we had Riley reef. Right. And they yeah. were like, and next year, can he play right tackle? And they were like, yeah, that was the original plan. So everybody thinking that they originally drafted that kid to be a guard. That wasn't the original plan. I think right tackle would be in the realm. The thing that scares me about right tackle with Jackson Carmen is this It's the, it's not exactly similar to right guard, but it's somewhat similar. He's a left tackle. This guy's yeah. played on the left side majority of his career. For him to have to switch position, like a lot of people think, oh, if you just play tackle, you can just switch to the right. It's complete to me. It's you're shifting. Completely. Everything's the opposite. That's why it's not that easy. It's like it's like picking up a basketball and you're right-handed and saying, all right, now use your left hand yeah. and do everything as good as your right hand with your right. left hand. It just just doesn't work that way. But in you, that I mean, it can be done. I mean, we're not saying it can yeah. be done. It's just not. It's just not it's that plug and play. It's yeah, going to it, take it, some time. Like, right. even with Panay Sewell, when he got drafted, a lot of people forgot. He struggled at right tackle initially. Mm-hmm. He didn't mm-hmm. start hitting his stride really until this season, his second right. season. I'm going to go with Michael Mayer, though, because I just think, even though we haven't had the 40s and all of that, I still think Michael Mayer, likely in that event, is probably the highest graded person on the board. So, and the other thing about Michael Mayer is, even though I love Kincaid, he doesn't give you much in the blocking game. And right. I think that if you were to bring back a Hayden Hurst and you wanted to have another guy and two tight ends on the field at the same time, Mayer would do well as a blocker and a receiver. So I would say right. Mayer in that sense, but I will say this. I am not the Michael Mayer is a god and I'm running up to the <laughs> – like, he's cool. I don't think he's going to be bad, but I don't think – I'm not seeing the hype match the guy that I'm seeing on, on the film. Well, like, what gets, I'm – what I'm drooling over is if they draft Michael Mayer and mm. they re-sign Hayden Hurst, and you have oh, yeah. both of them, you can both do some two tight end sets in the in the red That's zone. Nasty. Yeah, like, yeah I, mean, I think so. This is my thing about Michael that I will say. Uh-huh. I think he's going to be a red zone demon. Yes, I think uh-huh. in, anytime you're in the red zone, he's going to like kill you in in that aspect. The one thing that worries about that worries me about him, what I see on film is he's not the fastest guy. So I wonder, like, when he's going against those faster linebackers and stuff like that, he's going to have to make contested catches, which I think he can. I just don't see him as one of those guys, like, when you see Travis Kelsey or you see Kittle, 
and they make a catch and they can go all the way to the house. Like, nah, he's gonna get he's gonna get caught up. He's still gonna make some plays, but he's just not that guy that's like the the game breaking tight end. But he's the that's guy exactly that when like you're in the red zone, oh, he's killing you. Yeah, and the thing is, with, with that with that speed, you also got to worry about him getting getting separation. Yes, um, and that's so that's what my that's, main worry is. Is because right. it's like I'm watching him, and it's like, yeah, I like the routes and everything, but I'm noticing a lot of guys are around him when he's making the when he's making the plays, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like no. he can make contested. As long catches. as you catch the ball, it doesn't matter. As long as you catch it, I'm good. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and we got a quarterback in Joe that can put it on the money, so oh, yeah. wouldn't be an issue for me at all. Dude, he hit he hit Jamar in the head in the Kansas City games. <laughs> He, he was did. so freaking accurate. Anyway, uh, I don't even want to talk about the Kansas City game. I was at that game. But uh, now this is one that's going to come up all year is yeah. uh, Joe Mixon back yeah. next year in your, yeah. in your opinion. That's another one that I think is very likely to either be restructured or a cap, mm-hmm. cap casualty. What, yeah, I thought about? that that one was interesting because that's what I wanted to ask Trags. It's like, okay, we already know about the T. Higgins stuff. We know about the Joe Burrow stuff. And he had just – outright randomly mentioned Mixon. And I was like, so what's up with the Mixon thing? Because I know that you're talking to people that are close to the situation, whether it's the front office. I know that he's got the inside track on that. And what he said is that they love Joe Mixon. They don't want to get rid of him. Um, They think that he's got a lot left in the tank. They do, however, see like if it is some kind of situation, maybe it is a restructuring. But this is the thing that I keep saying about that. And this is one of my pet peeves with the Bengals. Now, I don't know for sure because I've never seen it really reported like that unless they're just keeping it a secret. They don't really do the restructured thing. And it's weird to me yeah. why they don't do it. I, think I don't know if they ever have. That I, yeah. I can't ever remember them doing it, to be honest. I never remember them saying right, right. or at least being publicly reported. We, right. we can't, I'm not going to say that it's never happened. It's right. just never been public knowledge like, hey, this person restructured their contract. Right. So, you know, I think that obviously Joe Mixon will be willing to restructure the contract. I think obviously – Given the circumstances, this might actually make them restructure because this is unique territory for the Bengals with them being in this this Joe Burrow window where they have to get this guy all of this guaranteed money. Like somebody's going to have to restructure somewhere. So I think that they will restructure Joe Mixon's contract. And that's just me on a limb. That's not any sources or anything like that. So you can't take it to the bank. Take it with a grain of salt. But I do think that they will find a way for this to work. And a lot of people are discounting and track said this how much Joe Mixon means to the locker room, just as a leader, like the stuff that you don't see where he's talking to guys, how, how much he gets along with guys. And honestly, I saw that from an early on aspect, even when we were losing, right? Like Joe Mixon right. was the only guy, you know, pumping people up on the sidelines, like shouting to the crowd, like not giving up. And right. I really respect that. Like him and Tyler Boyd, that's why they, that's why they will always get a ton of my respect. Because even when I was wanting the Bengals to tank, these guys were like making sure that they played their butts off in those yep. games. So, you know, there's that part of it. That doesn't mean that they won't draft a running back though. Like that's, but that, so, but I don't, they're not drafting one in the first round though. I mean, if they draft one, no, it's going to be, no. I mean, at the earliest, honestly, the fourth, I think honestly drafting a running back. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to diss anyone for saying that they would want that. To me, it just doesn't make sense. If your whole thing is don't pay running backs. Right. And it's about the value that are running back because they don't give you the value. How does a first round pick giving it to a first round pick running back going against that? If anything, you just saw Isaiah Pacheco, a seventh rounder, just uh, go to the Super Bowl and win it. And then you just saw, I keep forgetting the kid from uh, the Texans. He was like a fantasy stalwart. He was like a fourth round pick. Like to me, it, it doesn't make sense to go after one in the first round. And I think even if you look at their history, more so they really go with like the second round guys. Um, but yeah, I think that they'll still draft one because they always draft in advance of like a year or two, knowing that certain guys are going to be up. So yeah, they may take a guy that could potentially replace Mixon down the line, but it, I don't think that they're going to get rid of Mixon now. Right. Well, one thing for me is, is, is if they keep Mixon and they restructure them or however mm-hmm. they do it, now, I don't think Samar is on the team next year because you. I don't oh, okay. think how you could pay both of them because he's going to get a raise, you know. Right. And and I just don't. I just don't see with with, with Joe's t- contract coming up, everything, everything. And like you said, they could draft one. Hell, they could draft two of them, probably. And, you, you know, yeah. yeah, that would you cost. You get a guy in the fourth or fifth round here to cost you right. a fraction of what it would be for Samar right. So yeah, exactly. No, so I, I just I, I, I hate that because I, I love P Ryan. I mean, I think he. Yeah. I, I like him. 
because I think personally, I love Joe Mixon. Mm-hmm. I think Piron fits better in the offense because of yeah. his pass blocking. Yes, he's just I, I would agree with that. He's better at it than Joe is. Joe has had a, a good year. He caught more passes out of the backfield. I, I have mm-hmm. Nothing against Joe. It just the way this offense is running. The people could say whatever they want. You, you, you got to run the ball more. You got They're not. It's a pass first offense. That's what and we that's, have. That's my thing too. I'm with you on that because yeah. number one, a lot of people forget when, when Zach Taylor got here, he didn't really like running the ball. A lot of people forget that. Uh, I remember people saying, this is the AFC North, dude. You got to run the ball. And the thing is, there's nothing wrong with him. I think he's he's definitely gotten better with mixing it up between yeah, the yeah, run and the pass. Definitely. But the offensive line is so bad that it, at, at moments, I'm not going to say that the starters are bad, but right. when one of those or two of those starters are out, it's so bad that you have to have a running back that can pass block and take on blitzers because those guys just end up blowing up the plays. And I think that's why Samadji played so much Mm -hmm. in the last game is because the offensive line was so battered. And it's funny because the original guy that was their blocker, that was the perfect, perfect person for that mode was Gio. The issue was same, similar situation that we're talking about with Mm Piron having two running backs and paying them that much just doesn't make sense. So they had to get rid of him. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think, like you said, though, even if the Bengals, like, say you're a guy that's like, oh, I don't want Joe Mixon. Whichever guy is coming in, he better be able to pass block. If yeah. he can't pass block, he's not playing in this offense. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Now, speaking of the pass blocking and, and the passer, and, you know, it's the elephant in the room. It's the thing we're going to talk about, you know, for now until it a- actually ha- happens. First of all, do you think Joe – I well, put, I'll put it this way. I mm-hmm. think Joe and the Bengals are going to get this done, I think, before free agency and all yeah. the stuff he starts, which sure. honestly – to me, that's the first domino that has to ha- fall to be able to sure. figure out what the hell they can do with the rest of the money. You know, so yep. you, you got to get Joe signed. Me personally, I think it's going to be more like a Patrick Mahomes contract where he's going to be yes. paid high, but they're going to structure it so it's a long term. Hey, hell, it might be a 10, 15 year contract. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, a long one. So to spread the money out so, he, that, so we can sign T, we can sign Jamar, we can keep getting guys in here is the way. I think they're going to do not necessarily Joe take less money, which maybe he will. I don't know, mm-hmm. but I, I kind of doubt it. But what's your thoughts, Ace? I'm with you. I think it's really going to be that Patrick Mahomes, like Carson Palmer, like even yeah. contract where it's going to be 10 years, you know, X amount of money. And I think if you really look at what the Bengals do, they generally do that with most of their contracts. Like you look at the Geno Atkins, you look at the AJ Green, usually they're, looking for three or four years down the road at how much that position may balloon. And they're trying to lock in before those rates go up. Right. It's just like a mortgage. Like you want to get in when the interest rates are low. You don't want to get in when they balloon up. Right. And generally that's what the Bengals do. And I think that you are easily seeing that now with Pat Mahomes, that's already paying dividends off for the chiefs because you think about the next three or four years, that number is going to skyrocket. I mean, they're talking about, Daniel Jones wanting forty million a year right now, which yeah. good luck hey, with that. If good Daniel, luck with that. If, if Daniel Jones gets forty million dollars, the Ratbirds are never going to sign Lamar Jackson. <laughs> they might as well just trade him. If if Daniel Jones gets forty million, yeah. oh, I mean that ball was screwed. <laughs> it's insane. I think that they'll do like you said the ten year deal. I think it will be structured in a way to where. He knows likely the years that they would be trying to extend T. Higgins. He knows the years that they will want to extend Jamar Chase. And like Jamar Chase told you himself, Joe already knows how he needs to set up his contract to make that happen. And, I mean, this is a guy – this is the one thing that I'll say about Joe Burrow. He just gets it. He enjoys winning. But he also is very – like you always hear people saying, oh, he's cocky and this and that. He's humble as well. Like I remember there was – he was cocky. He's just – Confident. He's confident. He's confident, yeah. but he's but also very humble. <laughs> yeah, for sure. He's also yeah. very humble in the fact that I think Jamar Chase went live one time, and I don't even think Joe Burrow knew he was recording. I sucked that day. And he was like, I sucked that game. I got to be better for you guys. <laughs> yep. There are a lot of quarterbacks that will not say that. They uh-huh. will, like, think about Zach Wilson. Oh, do you think you could have been better? And he was like, no, I, I don't think that I could have, even though he was really the guy responsible for that awful performance that he put up. So, I think Joe is the kind of guy that realizes, yeah, I'm the big dog, I'm the quarterback, but I need these guys to be as successful 
um, as I want to be. And he's not going to, I don't think he's going to take the Aaron Rodgers approach where it's like, yeah, go ahead, get rid of Devontae, right. make sure that I got my money. No, I don't think Joe is that. that kind of guy. So I think Joe, especially with him having endorsements and all of that, he's going to, I'm not saying he's going to take a discount, but he's not going right. to do something that's to the detriment of, yeah, we're definitely not going to be able to keep T Higgins or, or Jamar Chase. I would think this is just me, no sources or anything. If I'm Joe Burrow, I'm like, yeah, I'm not signing this unless you guys have a contract for T. Higgins set up as well. Right. Then I'm going down right. because obviously they're going to keep Jamar Chase. Yeah. So I think that he'll definitely take something that works to the benefit of the franchise and to a self to a certain extent. So I think with the with the guaranteed money, he's going to get that. I mean, yeah. I think if he doesn't match Deshaun Watson, he's going to exceed him a couple million dollars. But I think that that'll still be okay for them, and they'll be in good shape to keep everybody. Yeah, exactly. Now, one thing I had Jay Morrison from the Athletic, and uh, I hear that podcast uh, growling last week, and he was talking about the same thing. What T said, T was on NFL Live, said they asked him if you think you're a number one wide receiver. He's like, yeah, uh, well, yeah. of course he's going to say that. And then, but the, Jay's like, well, does he want to take number one receiver money? Does he really not? And I'm like, for what Jamar said and what T yeah. has said. To me, Ace, I think they're ta- they've kind of talked about this between the three of them. I mean, right, for I, sure. I put the Le- Le- LeBron James, D Wade, and Chris Bosch all talked about <laughs> and figured out how to go to Miami together. Yeah. You don't think three teammates, if they really want to stay together, that are on the same damn team, have talked about money? I mean, yeah. I just and I honestly, think- they can they can make it happen. Like a lot right. of people are living in this world now where they're a little timid because of what happened. Uh, with certain guys forcing their way out if they didn't get a contract in their third year and this mm-hmm. and that. But honestly, at the the real the reality of this thing is this. They could have T. Higgins for a whole another year, whole another season, right? Mm-hmm. They could have Jamar Chase for literally three more seasons. They don't uh-huh. have to pay Jamar Chase until three seasons from now. There's a lot of people just saying, oh, well, they got to pay him year three and there's no way that he should play under this and that. I don't know where that's coming from. Because yeah. anybody else that's in the T. Higgins draft class that was drafted in the second round, none of them are saying, give me a contract right now. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there was the A.J. Brown situation, and I think that's what's freaking people out because A.J. Brown, as we know, was not a first-round pick, did right. want to get that contract done. But I don't know if he ever said, I'm not playing if you don't pay me. I think they just <laughs> panicked and traded him for what whatever they could get because they knew the contract would they, be expensive. They Tanner gave him a way to fill, Philadelphia. Hey. Yeah, I don't think it was a situation like, where he, like, threatened, like, I'm not going to play. Uh, I, I didn't even hear anything him. about it. All of a sudden, he's traded to the Eagles. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, he's your only and for them, it was a different situation. They had already paid Tannehill. They yeah. had paid all of that money to Derrick Henry, right? Um, so I think it was a different situation. So yeah. at the end of the day, I think they'll definitely make it work. Like, now, here's the thing. If those three stay, there's going to be some other guys that are going to have to go just oh, because yeah. that's it just is what it is. We can't, we but, can't keep everybody, but those three you have to keep. In my but opinion. me personally, I'm good with that. If yeah. you just told me right. I got those three for another, you know, second contract length or second run, I'm good. I'm perfectly good. At oh, hell yeah. Now, a lot of people might not be. There's some people on defense that you might be like, oh, we might lose them. But that's just how it got. How it goes, fellas. Is, it's 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 an offensive league. I mean, right. let's let's be honest. I mean, if you're gonna put, right. pay money, put it on on the offensive sides. I mean, for me, the guys that I, I I don't think are coming back that are free agents this year. Obviously, Jesse Bates. We've said that. I think we yep. all know he's probably gone. And I, I hate to say, it, but I think Jermaine Pratt's gone as well yep. too. Because yep. I mean, well, and that's where Akeem Davis Gaither and um, uh, Marcus Bailey are mm-hmm. there to. I won't say replace, but to go in and try to replace. Right. Pratt, yeah, you know, and, Pratt and, is and, a dog. Pratt, yeah. Pratt is, but yeah, I think you're right. They're at least prepared with right. somebody there. It's right. not like you know, Von it's Bell good. leaves. Yeah, 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 I'm that, like, that's yeah. we got to keep Bell. I, we, we can't lose. That's where we'll go back to where you talk about the DBs. That's where I'm like, we cannot, yeah. if we're going to lose Bates, we can't lose Bell. We can't lose both of them. You, yeah. just, you can't lose both your starting safeties. That's too big of a loss. So I'm hoping they'll resign Bell. But that's where I also go is the DB more important? important in the draft, and because it will, first- if if yeah. there's some kind of shocking situation, which I don't think this will happen, especially talking to Travis, it seems like Von Bell would definitely love to come and play, especially with Lou. Now that we brought Lou back, we got everybody I think back. It was, Drew Alters is back, dude. I got we got everybody back. That's that I think it was that. dicey from what I was hearing from Trags. It seemed like it would have been dicey 
for Von Bell if Lou wasn't back. Now right. that Lou is back, it seems like it's kind of a foregone conclusion. And this was a guy that took less money to come here anyway. Right. So right. let's hope that. But let's just say he is gone. Then you do have to look in the draft and say, yeah, because I'm Tyson Anderson. I liked him coming out. He has zero experience. Mm-hmm. And uh, two safeties starting with not that much experience. I don't know, man. I might, I might have a panic attack. If they don't so, take a, a safety, but I, yeah, we'll I, see what happens. I got one for you that I would I, I would have a hard time rooting for, but I would. What if they drafted Joey Porter Jr.? Ooh. Honestly, I kind of want to see that happen because it's almost like karma. For I want to make Porter Joey Porter senior. come here and root for the damn Bengals. I would <laughs> love that. I would love that. It's like you know you don't want to, but you have to now. You're not going to root him against your son. <laughs> Seeing Joey Porter, I would pay for that. Seeing Joey Porter be in a Bengals jersey and have to like having to enjoy it, oh, dude, he'd be so mad. <laughs> he'd just be pissed off. Hold on, we day man, because he's, he's the one to start the whole stupid we day thing. He did. I'm like, I, I'm like, I'm, I hate Joey Porter. Sorry, I don't hate, that, hate a lot. Of that's why like you never all. burn your bridges. You never know what's gonna happen. You uh-huh. never know if your son, all these years from now, are yeah, gonna exactly. be uh, on one of the teams that you that pretty much their fan base hates you. And I, I would. <laughs> I would wonder how that would go because, like, I let's say let's say his son is not a good. son, not a son, but jo- but jo- but Joey Porter, I booed the crap out of him. Like, <laughs> if he was son, there okay and his son made an interception, and you like look up and it's Joey Porter Senior. Are you saying who they and giving him a high five? Like, uh, what I'm are gonna, you doing yeah, in that situation? I like you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude! That, oh God! I like, dude! I. This has to happen, God, please. That would be you so know, awesome. you know what's funny, bro. I was in uh so for my birthday, um, randomly, Ike Taylor just happened to be there, right? Oh, really? So my friend is like, Hey, over Ike Taylor is randomly at the bar over there. I went up to him and it looked I don't know, it looked like he was stressed out. I don't know what was going on. He was Say watching the game, yeah. And then I was like, put my arm around him and I was like, Who day? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what's up, bro? And I was like, who they walked out? I love that. Uh, This, all right, here is a question here. Yeah, all right. Uh, William wants to know, uh, would you guys want to get Ramsey as a cornerback? Not not me personally. Like, Ramsey is falling off a cliff. I don't know if you guys have watched him. He's got torched up. I mean, the personality of Ramsey, he's, he's definitely Hollywood. I think he originally was a guy. Like when he was in Jacksonville, he kind of liked playing in that small market. But when things went left, he kind of sold out and went to Hollywood. Well, um, sorry, the 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 Bengals torched him. Torched oh, we killed him. him. I like. Torched I mean, Jalen Ramsey me. for me. Like, I'm just gonna keep it a buck. You can call me a homer. This is like straight facts. Eli Apple has played better than Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> like, it, like now, if we want to go back to prime Jalen Ramsey, sure, it's not even close. Yeah. But this Jalen Ramsey? No, I've heard a lot of excuse making. I've heard a lot of lack of accountability. I don't know if he's the right locker room fit. You know, I'm yeah. sure people would say, oh, Jalen Ramsey. But some guys at some points are just a name. Like, yeah. I just saw Kevin Love signed to the Heat. I can't get super excited about that. This is Kevin Love in 2023. This isn't Kevin Love he wouldn't, he wouldn't five years ago. Yeah, he wasn't even playing for the camp. Yeah, he wasn't even getting playing time. But no. you're going to hear, oh, Kevin Love to Miami. They're probably yeah. going to go crazy down there. But I'm like, at this yeah. point, Jalen Ramsey, to me, no disrespect if he is listening to this, he's just a name. He's not that guy. Michael here says he'd rather have uh, Ronnie Lott than Ramsey. <laughs> Ronnie Lott right now at his age instead of Ramsey. Now, see, I mean, I, I'm kind of – I don't know. I wouldn't mind at least taking a shot at him. Not yeah. Nothing big. I'm not giving him money. I mean, if it's – yeah, if he, you know, if you get him on the cheap and he's trying to make a comeback, because he if was it's like well, a Stefan Gilmore Colts yeah. one year deal, right. I, yes, James Bradbury, sure, yeah, sure. I would do that, but I, I'm not paying him any money. No, I mean it's no. just a proven deal, something like that. You're gonna have worth to make a shot a promo, because he was. You're gonna have to do a whole lot of stuff, but <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. So that's where I, I'm like, eh. But dude, dude, I just I keep I keep thinking about Joey Porter Senior. Like, would you rather have would you rather have Joy Porter, uh, Junior, or or Jalen Ramsey? Like, it, it's oh, easy Porter which Jr. one I would yeah. want. I'd rather have a young yeah. corner. Hell yeah, uh, absolutely. 
Now, what do you speaking of young corners here? And I think Juice came to our Brit had a hell of a season. I think Dax Hill had an up and down season. I think a lot of it was because he is more of a safety than a mm-hmm. slot and he or, or 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 corner, I should say. And he was covering the corner a lot this year. This next year, he's going to be the starting safety. What's your thoughts on those two? Because most likely, I think uh, they're both they're both going to be starting. I think he's going to be Cheetah Bay, uh, 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 Bell, um, Hill, and uh, CBT CTB as their corner or secondary. That's so I think the starting yeah. secondary is going to be. What's your thoughts on how if that if that's what it is uh, moving forward as our, our our future secondary? I think that that's a good secondary. I think it's very solid. I think it's also, if I'm being real, it's one that has question marks, right? Mm-hmm. Especially when you talk about from a durability standpoint, because CTB did get hurt last season. Cheeto got hurt last season. Cheeto's coming off a knee injury. So sometimes with a knee injury, I try to give some players grace because I even saw this with Geno Atkins. I have two totally, completely different positions. Right. But I remember Geno Atkins coming back off of a knee injury. It I didn't recognize it took a ne- it took to the next year yeah. for him to come back. Right. Um. So you know, Cheeto might not be human. He might be a cyborg. He might come back. Um. Immediately, I'm looking at that. Um. I think for CTB, I think he plays well. If he's healthy, I think he's good. Mm-hmm. The the only issue was he did have you know a couple injuries last year. How does his body adjust to that going into year two? Can he avoid those injuries? If he can, I think that we've got a steal there in Cam Taylor. Oh, absolutely. Great. Dax Williams, I got some questions, man. I, I don't – I mean, da- I said Dax Williams. Dax Hill. <laughs> Dax Hill, I got some questions, man, because – Well, he's going to be replacing Jesse Bates. So, I mean, it's going to be – And that's what we're – So, you, so here's play. the thing. He's not going to replace Jesse Bates. I mean, you can't. Jesse no, Bates is too no. good. But he's going to try to try to play. He's a different type of player. He's right. an extremely talented player. Right? Don't get me wrong. I did the cut the tape on, on him. He does a lot of things. He's a Swiss Army knife. He's very athletic. Um, very, uh, very uh, diverse player. Lot of lots of things that you can get from him. The one thing that I worry that I saw in his rookie season, a lot of mental mistakes. And with him being the free safety, we're talking. Make sure you have this deep zone and cover three. Make sure you got this assignment. You're telling guys where to be at. That worries me for a guy that went out of bounds twice in the same game and didn't understand <laughs> what what the issue was with it. That worries me. I think if he is, um, if he if he gets over those mental hurdles, Dax Hill is going to be amazing. But I still got questions. I got to see it first. Um, now, if all of those things hold up, I think those guys can be a hell of a secondary. Uh, but I do think I wonder, like you kind of talked about the slot, who's going to be the nickel corner? Is it going to be Mike Hilton? I think Mike Hilton is also good. Uh, but Mike Hilton in certain things, in certain coverages, sometimes teams might try to pick on him just because he is a smaller corner. Well, just like Kansas City did. That's, Kansas they picked City. On him the whole time. If you go back to the Super Bowl, the Rams game, they did it with, uh, with Odell Beckham Jr. Like teams are blatantly trying to get him one on one with some of their best players uh, to try to take advantage of it. So that's the biggest thing for me is who's going to play in the nickel, who's going to help out Mike Hilton, because Mike Hilton can come out and blitz and stuff like that. But the last thing that you want is to have him on an island by himself with some of these guys, because that's what the other teams want to do. So I still have questions about what the nickel uh, corner is going to be in that situation. And then Trey Flowers is out the door. Is he coming back? So what do you do in terms of tight ends? But I think on the surface level, it looks like a very exciting group. Yeah, exactly. And I'll go back to, to, to Mike Hilton a little bit. And, and again, I was at the Kansas City game and I rewatched it. And if he's a little taller, <laughs> he knocks yeah, a lot of those balls down, especially sure. that freaking touchdown pass. Ace the ball went just like it literally, like, yeah. I watched. So you were, you were there. I remember rewatching that play because people were like torching him on spaces. And I was like, bro, if you actually watch that play, he's there. he made a hell of a recovery to right. even be in that position. Like from where he was at, he shouldn't have been in position. Nope. And like you said, maybe if he his arm was just a few <laughs> inches longer or something like that, it was really close. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought that he made a hell of a play on the ball. Like mm-hmm. he just wasn't there. It was just a hell of a pass by Mahomes. Yeah. And, yeah, it was that close. Yeah, was, that was the – uh, exact opposite end zone, so I, it's away yeah. from me. I so can you still can see, see it. my brain of him diving, and I'm going. He got 
Oh no, they got touched. Yeah, it's like he, if he was just down. a second earlier. Yeah, it was. Oh. He would have been good. He was in great position. Yeah. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, we know what happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, yes, that's uh, well, I like that. I don't even want to get into all of that. And you know, nah, this is all good. We want that smoke with them next season, yeah, exactly. buddy. This is. We, this we, is, we, uh, we, know, we know we know the Chiefs were were, were highly un, uh, under huge underdogs and no one believed oh in them and, and all that stuff. I we know we know. This <laughs> that is that is insane because oh my god! I'm so now I will say this: I did hear in Twitter Spaces people counting the Chiefs out. I will not deny that. I whenever they would say that, I was like, "What the hell?" Honestly, some of it happened. I think some of it was the Bengals effect. I think when we beat them. Yeah. And went to the Super Bowl. People just really believed that the Chiefs just weren't that good. I think it had more to do with us beating them than that. And so, because I remember being in spaces, and I'm like, so we're just gonna act like beating the Chiefs just Isn't happens. Like we're just gonna act like the Bills right. couldn't do it. All well, these I other teams. Everybody said, I said beating a team four times in a row is damn tough. Oh yeah, I said, it, sure. it, yeah, it is hard. And they, I'm like, they damn near did it. I mean, yep. they, they don't, they almost uh, did it. I mean, come as pain. Yeah. Pain when I think about to us getting the ball back, forcing them to punt, giving us the ball back with a minute and fifty five seconds. I just yeah. knew that game was ours, bro. I, I, I so I thought it was too. And one thing I don't, and I love Zach Taylor, and I, I've talked about this with a couple guys at work, and he he did it on the last play of the Super Bowl too. Mm-hmm. He, he when the offensive line wasn't doing good, he doesn't leave anybody in there to chip. Hayden Hurst yeah. wasn't in there trying to chip block running back. Nobody. It's empty. It's like yeah, you get. Like, dude, I wish just you know the offensive line is struggling. I'm like, why can't you leave somebody in there just to give Joe a second more? Maybe and you could even see Joe begging for it. Like you you probably yeah. didn't see it at the game, but on the telecast, they're showing Joe go over to the line and just tell them all I need is just one drive, guys. Yeah. Just one drive. Just keep me up for mm-hmm. one more drive, and I've got it. And they just they couldn't do it, man. Yeah, see, that, that's it. where I, when I think about that, that's why I go back to the right tackle because we don't right. know what well yeah. do. Yeah, that's so where like, I'm like, I keep going back to that. Yes. Now that you say that, awesome. I'm I'm going back to the tackle, bro. That's I'm going exactly. back to the tackle because if I can get if I can get Kincaid, which I don't know, I think he's gonna be second tight end taken. But if I can get Kincaid in the second round mm-hmm. and I can get a right tackle in the first, give, give me a right tackle. Bro. Right. I mean, this is the whole reason that I was even on Team Soul. I love Chase and everything. It was never anything against Chase. Mm-hmm. It was just us seeing these guys like Joe really be in a game, being able to make the play, and he can't make it because there's a guy in his lap. I just, man, you, now that you say that, all I keep what? thinking about – it's Chris is, Jones coming off the edge. I'm getting PTSD. <laughs> the thing is, too, and everybody keeps acting like our offense line was awful. When all yeah. five guys were started, people were forget, we won 10. games in a row. Yep. 10. And the Jones only was, guy – okay, so – He was on at least if, that quarterback. If I'm, being, that if I'm being real, the only guy that was kind of you didn't know was Jonah. Like certain right. games Jonah would play well. And maybe, maybe a little bit of it is – is uh the dislocated knee obviously? Oh, right? I, I think they had a lot to hit two of them. The, the, he dislocated the one I think it was in the Cleveland game and came back and yep. missed what the rest of the drive or six plays I think it was and came back. You yep. dislocate your knee, I don't give a shit. It's gonna be hard to move. <laughs> that know? was the only that was the only guy where you're like, okay, he may give up a sack. But even if he did, it was like, all right, you're probably only giving up two. Like between him and Lyle, you're like, all right. At most, you're giving up two. It wasn't like five or six. Well, and the thing is, people say, "Well, he can't block Miles Garrett." Like nobody can no, block. No Miles one can Garrett. block Miles Garrett. But <laughs> I mean, he he did. I remember telling people that too when they were. Now this was coming off of the season where Jonah had a good season, and I was telling them I was like, "He still can't block Miles Garrett." Because I remember watching some of his matchups with Miles Garrett. But like you said, no one can really block Miles Garrett. The the one thing that I always get mad about because. Since I'm on AFC North, I, I gotta watch these other teams play, right? Anybody else, whenever they face Miles Garrett, they're doing double teams, they're doing triple team, they're not trusting anybody on an right. island with Miles Garrett. Like even the Ravens, even though they have Ronnie Stanley, right? They're triple teaming this dude. They're not saying, "Hey, Ronnie, you go one on one with Miles Garrett." The Bengals are. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, please stop doing that. Let's, Jonah, let's you got it. Just stop doing but, that. but, but that's the thing is that's another narrative that I want to get, try to get out of 
Bengal fans head though that we need to like totally redo this offensive line and and really if L doesn't get hurt we probably don't have to draft more we're probably okay yeah. hell ace yep. look if we had i'll put it this way if we had uh um oh geez um the right right guard um uh you're talking about uh kappa kappa thank you i can't yeah. want to say karma if we had kappa in that game i think we win that game yeah i i think because yeah. it was Sharping was one. I mean, Adenergy didn't play great, but Sharping really played bad. Sharping played hor- like him yeah. and Adenergy together. Right. Was that a bad was a nightmare. That was a nightmare. <laughs> like, yeah. get Sharping out of there. He's a free agent. That guy can walk. I will get his <laughs> – I will drive him to the Greyhound station. All right? I will get a ticket from Florida, fly up there, rent a car, drop him off at the Greyhound just for Max Sharping <laughs> to get out of there. The, the one thing that I do think they need, though, they got to get some depth. They got to yes. get a quality yeah. depth guy that can come in that you know whether it's like if it's for Hakeem Adenogy or if it's for Jonah or whoever it's for. If it's for Kappa, they've got to have someone that can come in there. The other thing, though, why tackle is important as well is because Jonah, me, in my opinion, I would think Jonah's gone because there's no way that you're going to pay Jonah Williams, in my opinion, 20-plus million a year well, for how he's, there, I think. how he's playing. Yeah. So you got Carmen, but then if you do move on from Lyell, and this is two years from from now, mm-hmm. you still need that tackle. So mm-hmm. this this oh man, I honestly think if the Bengals knew what they knew now about Jonah, if they knew about twenty twenty two Jonah instead of twenty twenty one Jonah, I don't know if they would have exercised the option. Right. But now they're pretty much pigeonholed into paying him this thirteen million. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing that they likely probably won't have him after that. But then there's a situation where how can you even put this rookie guy in? It might end up being another Dax Hill situation where you have like the guy just sitting on the bench. But maybe that's a good thing because if one of those guys do get hurt, then you go and grab that rookie and throw him in there. Yeah, uh, Pork Jeff here has got something for you. He said, Ace, talk about Darnell Washington. I hear mm-hmm. all the Kincaid and Meyer talk. Uh, yep. And agree, but why not Washington? This man is a monster and would pair up great with Hurst. I honestly think Washington is a monster. Um, he's not as polished as those other two guys, right? I think, honestly, him and Michael Mayer have a lot in common in terms of uh, some of the things that they struggle with or that they appear to struggle with. I just think Michael Mayer is more polished, where he'll know how to deal with it. Whereas Washington, I'm not so sure. I think Washington, though, I think he has a higher ceiling than all of these guys. This guy is an athletic freak. He's 6'8", 270. And the craziest thing that I hear is, oh, he's he's almost a lineman or something like that. I'm like, dude, he's five pounds heavier than Michael Mayer. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? Yes, he is big, but it's not by that much. Um, I think he has the best potential, especially as a blocker. Honestly, if I'm being real, I think he if we bring back uh, Hayden Hurst, I think he's the guy that actually makes the most sense because he can step in day one and be a very good blocker. Um, but is he a guy that you can depend on, you know, year one to make an impact? That's to be seen. The only thing that I'll say is this. There's a lot of people talking about, oh, well, he played in the system at Georgia with, what is the other guy named? His Brock Byers or something like Brock yeah. Bowers. Bowers, that yeah. guy. So here, here's my thing. Like They're like, oh, why was he sitting? When you play at the best teams in college, you're going to sit, bro. You're uh-huh. playing at a team that just won a national championship, what, twice in a couple years? Like, I mean, that means that the team is talented. That means that there's guys that are going to start over him. Um, but from what I hear from when he was in high school, apparently he was a hell of a prospect. He was like a five-star guy. Um, so with Washington, it comes down to one thing, and that it kind of makes me worried. It comes down to how well can James Casey develop tight ends that aren't ready. I've seen him develop one with Mitchell Wilcox. Drew right. Sample was a nightmare. All right. You don't um, think they're bringing Drew back? Oh, I hope not. Um, <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Sorry, Drew. Um, but I haven't really seen him develop much. And I think that the reason that you might lean Kincaid um, or at least Michael Mayer from a receiving standpoint, you know that there's not much to develop there. Now, he may have the same situation with Kincaid when it comes to teaching him how to block, but I think Washington is, is going to be a monster. I just don't think it might be year one. 
he might be one of those guys where he puts it together like year two or year three, just based off the, the athleticism and, and what he can do. But yeah, I still think that he's, he's got a chance. I don't think you would want to take him in the first round though, but at the same time, I don't know if he's going to make it to our next pick in the second round because See, that, that's, it, that's, yeah, that's what's so hard about. Yeah. Well, I love picking late, but it's so yeah. hard. It's, a, I mean, it's a gift and a curse because <laughs> if this guy is someone that someone might say, hey, F it, I'm going to take a chance. Because this guy's 6'8", 270, and let's just say he runs a 4.5 or, or, you know, a, a high 4.4. Like, let's say he runs a 4.49. Somebody's drafting that guy. Oh, yeah. oh, Somebody's yeah. picking him just to say, I can mold him into this and that. Right. So um, for us, I think that you should consider him. I would say realistically, you probably would look at him in the second round. But if I'm being real, somebody's going to overdraft that kid. So if you are there at 28 and let's say Mayer's gone, let's say Kincaid is also gone, then I think you consider it. I don't think he's off the board at all. Well, that, that goes to my, my, my theory of right tackle and 28 and maybe maybe a tight end at, at 60. It's kind of where I think they're going. That, that, uh, William here said I heard they, uh, they might be drafting him. Whatever it is, Jeff might be drafting Ooh. a punter. I don't know. If, I don't know if I want to waste a pick on a punter. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I if it's a seven rounder, six rounder, seven rounder, I, I, yeah. at that point, I don't care. Uh, you don't want to do it in the fourth round, uh, fifth round, uh, maybe. Like if it's so. The one thing I will say is, field position is extremely important. Uh, you know. If Chrisman is not being consistent with the punts, which I think I've heard some some numbers where he, they were pretty bad in terms of the airtime and stuff like Especially that. the game, yeah. Sure, you do it, but it's, it's, for me, it's got to be in this in the sixth, seventh yeah. round. I mean, yeah, maybe I might let you get away with our fifth round pick just because it's basically a six. It's closer to the sixth round than it is the well, fifth round. You never know. So, they, they, they might trade trade back. Well, yeah. Well, where do you think they might trade back at this? That's a good question. I just thought. Where do you think their that's trade a, back is? Because they all trade usually back, always trade back uh, somewhere and get extra picks. They do trade back. It's usually the second round, but second round is sixty. I don't know if you yeah, can't trade. I don't know if you trade out of the second round there. then probably. Maybe if they traded down in the third round, that would give them a, what two extra fourth rounders, probably, or like yeah. an extra fourth rounder. Uh, possibly there. It's going to be interesting to see what they yeah. what they do. Um, but I think maybe they would do it in like the, the fourth round, maybe, maybe the second round, they might do it because, you know, it's not that much of a difference to the third round. If they were able to get like an extra third round and maybe an extra fourth or fifth round pick to move out of the second round, like, let's say they move from pick 28 to like third round pick number five. And then they also have their other third rounder that they get to keep. They might do that. And that just depends on if there isn't a gap with the prospects that are left from the second to third round, they might do that or the second to fourth round. They might do it. I could see them doing that in that situation. Uh, Dean says we have uh, seven picks. Uh, do you know about any compensation? I can't say. I looked at, there's a website that you guys should check out. 33rd team.com. They do some great stuff. It's a lot of ex NFL players, GMs. It's their website. So I, I feel uh, that's like what Tannenbaum works on, doesn't he? Yes, yes, yes. Sorry, I, um, I, think, I can't stand Tannenbaum. <laughs> Tannenbaum is there. I think uh, he's one of the guys. There's a there's a couple he's, other he's guys. He's one said telling the telling the Bears they should trade Justin Fields and go out and, and draft uh, 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 the kid Bryce Young, which I'm like, oh, he's wow. barely six feet tall. Why that? Like you have Justin Fields, dude. The Bears <laughs> need to trade. They don't want to pick for more draft picks. You don't need to draft yeah, Bryce they Young. They need I'm more like, picks. They need oh way more picks. They need I, way more than Bryce he, Young. He's also the one that said the big one. Oh, they draft Jamar Chase. They should be never be able to draft anybody again. Like, oh, sorry. Yeah, they got Bill Polian. I think they got Tannenbaum. They got Pullian, someone else. Tannenbaum. Yeah, Polian. Polian is there, so he might even it out for you. But okay. I say that to say this: they came out with an article where they were projecting comp picks. They didn't give the Bengals any comp picks, and I think maybe it has to do with uh, us signing some guys. Obviously, Kappa, Karras. You know, when you do do that, that kind of voids your right. comp picks, right. unless you do a situation where you – that's why a lot of people were always mad at the Bengals, but the reason that they didn't sign guys at least the first week, it's it's like a certain period. After like the first week or after like the second week, 
then you can sign those unrestricted free agents without losing comp picks. And so yeah. when they do sign those guys, they won and they, they lose out on that situation. Yeah. That's where I think as far as free agents go, that's where we're going to be at this year. I don't, uh, we're not going to be first out the gate. Like we were last year. I don't think, yeah, I don't think, I agree. but anyway, Ace, you've been on for 55 minutes. I, I appreciate it, brother. Tell everybody no, about no Cincinnati, New Stripe city, the, the Migos, whatever, whatever else you got going on. Yeah, man, we got the Cincinnati podcast firing back up. It's on off-season mode right now, so we're only doing one show a week. I'm actually working on some things that I have in mind for New Stripe City, revamping that. As we speak, I got some stuff to do in this man cave, some decorating and stuff to get done. But uh, definitely keep an eye on New Stripe City because I will be coming back with some content for you guys in the off-season. Uh, and when it comes to the merchandise, that is still going on now. I actually, surprisingly, just had a couple T-shirts purchased the other day, and I'm like, hold on, is this is this real soft season? What's going on? But uh, appreciate <laughs> that. You, yeah, for sure. You guys can get that at newstripecity.com, but definitely make sure that you guys support Strawberry Ice. Make sure that you're hitting that like button. Make sure that you're buying that Jackpot Joey gear. We were just talking about it. That design is fire. Um, there's a lot of people wearing it. I think we've even seen people close to Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase wearing it. Jamar Chase is wearing it himself. So, I mean, that just stamps it right there. Well, and thanks to you and Ace, we know uh, Jimmy Burrow likes the name. <laughs> oh, yeah, Jimmy Burrow does like the yeah. name for sure. Yeah, you, you asked him about it. You guys show, I think it was last year. I still remember. Yes, sir. Jim, Jim, uh, Jim texted me. He's like, have you seen our show? I was like, no, here, watch it. Like, <laughs> All right, why? And I watched it. I was like, oh, yeah, Coach Burrow. I'm like, oh, that's cool. But like, holy <laughs> crap, what? I'm like, yes. <laughs> I called him up. He was yes, he was in the, in the grocery store. I'm like, dude, that's awesome. He likes it. That was, anyway, nice, nice. I appreciate you guys. You always support always support me. So I, I do appreciate you guys sure. a lot. So make sure you definitely go out and if you don't know anything about Cincinnati. Where the hell you been at? Go go check out Cincinnati. Check out Ace with his new stripes and uh, everything because he does a lot of cool stuff. Cut the tape. Does some Madden things. He's got the Migos. He's got all kinds of Zim's got uh, the the baby uh, Burrow babies. So you guys got a lot of cool stuff going on. Ace, as always, brother, I appreciate you coming coming on, and we're getting this Lombardi. It's going to yes, happen, sir. all right? It's oh, happening. It's coming. Exactly. It's happening. It's happening. For sure. Who day, brother? Who day, bro? All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Go like I said. Go check out Cincinnati. Go check out Ace. Go check out Zim because Zim is going to be on the show tomorrow. So we're having back to back Cincinnati podcast here. So. Let's get to the Facebook groups that let me live stream. And I appreciate every single one of you guys. And uh, thanks for everybody who's joining the show live. I came on at 3.30 a lot earlier because uh, Ace uh, had, he's got uh, something at 5.30. So I was like, yeah, we can go 3.30. That's why I always tell you guys, you should subscribe. So, and you hit the notification, you hit the like, hit the bell for the notification because every time I go live, you'll be notified. So that's why I say do that. Anyway, all right, Facebook groups. They are Hootay Nation, Hootay Legion, Bearcat Ruckus, Radical Reds, the Ohio State Bucknuts, the Ice Bar. And then you can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Twitter handle is at Jeff A. Trenopol. TikTok is at Iceman90. I'll be pulling the sign off later on tonight, putting it on the podcast, so you can check it out if you want to listen to anything that me and Ace talked about. It's on BeanPod, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher Play, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Please make sure you rate, like, and review. Give me a five-star review. Leave a comment. Some more Cincinnati fans can find my podcast. YouTubers, I love you guys, but for some reason, I'm going backwards. I'm at 2,111. I was all up to 2,015, and then I lost four people in the last like week, so going in the wrong direction. I want to go up, but I appreciate you guys every single day. So thank you, thank you, thank you for subscribing. Please, if you know a friend, or, or not a friend, y'all know a friend. If you have a friend, have a neighbor who has not subscribed to Sports Strawberry Ice, please grab their phone, type it in, and make them subscribe. I'd appreciate it. <laughs> All right, tomorrow, like I said, we're going to have Zim on. Had Ace on today. Zim on tomorrow. We'll be discussing some more Bengal stuff. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I had a blast with with Ace. Go check him out and Zim and they had uh they had Trags on. Trags, I love Trags. I had him on my show multiple times. He was on their show last week. Anyway, other than that, that's just sports, baby. See ya. Take
black and white Cause when the jungle come alive Who day we ignite in Cincinnati we gon' rise in the In the jungle we unite in the Drippin' orange and black and white Who day when we fight Live and die in these stripes Wake up the feast Everything day is a feast Time to bust it off the leash In the jungle drippin' heat Tigers strike the city streets Black and white, we build it. Earn our stripes, you know we kill it. Bleed our colors, jungle dripping. Nasty, natty, yeah, we lit it. Lit the crowd, get the city loud. Yeah, we feasting now. Fit the bounce, make the city howl. Now we beasting now. Thunder through the tunnel, from the sideline to the huddle. Stripes, we tatted on the jungle when we flex that. Who they muscle on them? Stripes. Cincinnati, we gon' rise in the In the jungle, we unite in Orange and black and white All day when we fight When they die in these fights Now who got a move I can own Now who wanna move Closing on Now who 